Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the tight end position. So breaking down every single week 11 matchup, there's going to be timestamps down below in the comments. If you guys want to jump around to your specific tight ends, that is totally fine. But I'll be listing every fantasy relevant tight end as either a start or a sit. So do I trust them in my fantasy lineups? All I ask is that while you guys are watching, if you're enjoying the content, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then you can ask me any fantasy questions in the comments and I'll be responding to every single person. But let's get started with the Thursday night football game where we have the Patriots facing off against the Falcons. And for the Patriots, even though Hunter Henry is someone I'm trying to sell high on, I still think he's a solid start this week. He has been incredibly touchdown dependent, but it is clear that they are targeting him in the red zone. So he's going to be a start. Jonu Smith is a sit. For the Falcons, really Kyle Pitts is the only weapon on this team that is worth anything. You know, that's assuming that Cordero Patterson is going to be out this week with that ankle injury. So Kyle Pitts is really the only guy you want really in this entire offense. You know, maybe Mike Davis is a desperate flex play, but Pitts is the only one you really have any confidence in. Then on Sunday, we have the Saints taking on the Eagles. For the Saints, just not a lot here. Adam Troutman and Juwan Johnson are both going to be sits. For the Eagles, Dallas Goddard left the Week 10 game with a concussion, so we'll see if he clears protocol. If he does, then I'd feel fine starting him. If he's out, then I don't want you know any of the backups in my lineup. In a divisional game between the Dolphins and the Jets, Mike Gusecki is coming off of a goose egg performance. It seems like there were a lot of startable tight ends that just really did not play well this week. Mike Gusecki was one of them. I'm pretty sure he had like seven targets, was not able to bring one of them in. I still think you can fire him up again this week. With Devontae Parker out, he has been very good, and this is a nice matchup against the Jets. For the Jets, just nothing going on here. Ryan Griffin is a sit. And then in the Washington Panthers game, this Washington tight end room is fairly messed up. So we have Logan Thomas, who has been on IR. Ricky Seals-Jones has been the fill-in, but then he suffers a hip injury in the Bucks game. I think there's a shot he plays on Sunday, but it's also a chance that this is like a few week long absence. We don't know if Logan Thomas is going to be back. So right now I'm just going to be fading all of the Washington tight ends. For the Panthers, they just don't really have a ton of production out of the tight end position, which means that Tommy Tremble is going to be a sit. In this Colts-Bills game, I don't trust these Colts tight ends. You know, it seems like almost every week, either Jack Doyle or Mo Cox gets into the end zone but there's no consistency. There's no volume. So both of their floors are just so, so low. For the Bills, Dawson Knox in his first game back did not have a nice performance, but he was still on the field for 80 plus percent of the snaps. He's still the guy there. And like I mentioned, there were just a lot of disappointing performances at the tight end position. I still think Dawson Knox is startable. Another player who had a terrible performance this week in the Lions-Browns game, TJ Hawkinson. I'm listing him as a start. He put up a goose egg, just like Mike Isecki. I mean, it's tough to produce when your quarterback throws for 114 yards in five quarters, but that's what he's going to have to deal with. I still think you fire him into your lineup because he is one of those tight ends who has the potential to go out, you know, eight receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown on the Brown side. I'm just not interested in any of these pass catchers, and that includes Austin Hooper, and David Njoku. And that leads us into a pretty solid tight end matchup here between the 49ers and the Jaguars. George Kittle is back. He's looking good. 
Jimmy G is getting him the ball. So I think George Kittle is a staple in your lineup. And then for the Jaguars, Dan Arnold is really the only pass catcher on this Jags team that you do want to own. He's looked solid. He's received some solid volume. So I do like him as a start as well. Then we shift into a miserable tight end matchup between the Texans and the Titans. For the Texans, not interested in Brevin Jordan or Jordan Aikens. And then for the Titans, whether it's Swaim or Ferkser, I just have no interest at all. In this divisional game between the Packers and the Vikings, ever since Robert Tanyan went down, just no production out of the tight end position. They really weren't getting any production out of it even when Tanyan was in the lineup. So Mercedes Lewis is going to be a sit. Tyler Conklin has always been someone who's kind of a fringe start sit. He had a really nice performance, not in the volume department. I believe he only had like 11 yards, but brought in two touchdowns. He's someone who just is involved in this offense every single week. And with the rough tight end landscape, I think he's someone that you could throw into your lineup and have a little bit of confidence in. This Ravens-Bears game has one of the only tight ends that you can feel truly confident in, and that is Mark Andrews. He is a locked-in start. For the Bears, Cole Komet could see some fringe startable value later in the season, but I'm going to need to see him put together a few more solid performances with Justin Fields before I actually you know, trust him in my lineup. In this Bengals-Raiders game, I'm going to be sitting CJ Ozama. He has the ceiling. There's just no consistency there. For the Raiders, Darren Waller coming off of a pretty poor performance, but like, what are you going to do? You're just going to fire him back into your lineup. He is still one of the top fantasy football tight ends. In a divisional game between the Cardinals and the Seahawks, I'm going to be starting Zach Ertz. He's been fairly solid with the Cardinals. Even these last two games, you know, hasn't put up really monster numbers or even numbers you feel great about, but he's doing it with Colt McCoy at quarterback. There's a chance Kyler comes back and he's still just going to be involved no matter what. For the Seahawks, we saw Gerald Everett have his best game of the season, at least in terms of volume numbers, but he is going to be a sit. If he can start to string together a few games in a row with this type of production, then he could be a start later on, but right now he's going to have to stay as a sit. That leads us into the Cowboys-Chiefs game, and for the Cowboys, Dalton Schultz has kind of been just a very consistent, solid volume option. He goes out, basically does nothing in week 10. You know, is this related to Michael Gallup coming back? Potentially, I'm still going to list him as a start, but it's definitely something to watch out for. For the Chiefs, best tight end in the NFL for fantasy, Travis Kelsey locked into your lineup. On Sunday night football, we have the Steelers traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. And for the Steelers, I'm still firing Pat Fryermuth into my lineup. He had a costly, costly fumble at the end of the game. But I still think, you know, he saw the volume, whether it's Mason Rudolph or Ben Roethlisberger, I think he's still a solid start. For the Chargers, I've kind of reached the point where I'm just not playing any of these guys. Some games it's Donald Parham, other games it's Jared Cook. This offense just isn't good enough right now to be supporting all of these weapons. So I'm going to be sitting basically all of these Chargers tight ends. Then the final game of the week, Giants, Buccaneers. I'm sitting Evan Ingram, just no consistency there from Ingram. And then for the Bucks, I'm honestly not really holding my breath that Gronk is going to be back. I'm going to expect him to miss this game as well. And that leaves OJ Howard and Cam Brate. I just don't really have a lot of confidence in either of those guys. So if Gronk somehow does return, I would feel fine throwing him into my lineup. But if he doesn't, I'm just going to avoid OJ Howard and Cam Brate. But that is going to wrap it up for all the matchups this week. If you guys enjoyed this video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for tuning in. 
Go check out all my other start sits, running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. But thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you next time.